Hi and welcome to How I Got Back to Exercise with me, Sophie Barlow, where each week I speak to a different guest about their journey getting back to exercise. Along the way, we have got lots of chats and we always get some great tips as well. So thank you so much for coming along. And thank you also to audionautics.com for the fab music. Cammy McDermott, thank you so much for coming on How I Got Back to Exercise today. We are really grateful for you sharing your story with us. You're welcome. Very pleased to be here. To begin with, I quite often like to ask my guests, just thinking back right to the beginning, have you always enjoyed exercise? So sort of when you were younger, like as a child or a teen, were you were you always exercising? Well, my mum was a swimming instructor. <clears throat> so she we've we've always been around it. We were always quite big swimmers because we had no excuse not to, really. We used to spend every day after school at the swimming pool waiting for her to finish work mostly. So we've always been around it, my sister and I. Um, I enjoy exercise. I think running was my favourite because it could always clear your head. It was always very important for me. And I, I would like to have continued to do that. Running's not so much of an option for me now. But um, I did used to really enjoy it. Yeah, really enjoy it, really. I mean, I think I've picked up boxing in the last couple of years, which I do every week. But that's only a recent, you know, couple of years thing. But it was mostly, yeah, swimming and running were my things. So you enjoyed swimming, running. And then have you been able, were you able to sort of keep that going, like consistently? So when you were sort of younger, jobs, that kind of thing? Running's always easy. It doesn't cost you any money. You can just go out whenever you need to. If you've had a bad day, put your trainers on, go for a run. Um, And that's what I loved so much about it. I didn't need to be somebody who spent a lot of money going to a gym. I could just go out and run. And it's always been, I mean, God, years and years ago, I used to smoke a lot and decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. And the only way to do that would be to run because I couldn't do the two. So every time when I got home from work and I thought, oh, I fancied a cigarette, I went out for a run instead. And that was, God, 20 years ago. And I haven't smoked since. That is a really good habit exchange there. Very good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, that's, that's really impressive. Um, okay. And so like you mentioned that like running isn't so much for you now. Is that is that a choice thing or? No, it's my knees. Um, just don't want to do it anymore. I think from running for such a long time um, and pro- possibly, you know, not being good enough at stretching and stuff like that from when I was younger, because you think you're invincible when you're younger. Um, I think I've done damage And I also have, you know, a lot of other things going on in terms of a lack of estrogen in my body. And so my bones aren't what they used to be and stuff. And I think it's just wear and tear on my knees. I've recently had them both looked at um, and had an MRI of them both. And there's got a little bit of degeneration on the back of my knees. So it hurts to run. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, we'll be tempted to have a chat with you about your knees, Tammy, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd say that. (laughs) But thinking, it's so, okay, so right, running is not so good. So you mentioned about your estrogen levels. I know that you have been through a health journey, if you like, over the years. So talk to me a little bit about... um, you know that for you and maybe how that's affected like physically what you have and maybe haven't been able to do um well nine years ago I was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer and um yeah that changes your whole life completely I think your whole look out you know of everything so for me I spent two years doing surgeries probably actually more than two years because it's spaced out with all different types of surgeries um which you know have taken a long time to recover from in different ways and then of course I had to have hormone blockers so that meant that I was just feeling generally exhausted all the time and they had a real it took a real big toll on my body generally and as you know, having had me come in and see you lots of times, it's uh, it means that uh, it. I just have to try and take things slower than I used to and build up to things rather than just sort of go head into things and then I have to come and see you because I've overdone it and I've hurt myself. So I think it for me it's just, it's always been, I've now got to think of what my body can do. It has changed it a lot. I think that's because of, you know, chemotherapy is a killer. It really is. Um, Radiotherapy, you know, tightness across scars, um, you know, his full hysterectomy like two years ago. That's like huge, absolutely huge for your body. Um, And there's lots of things that I can't do now, you know, that the stump, the strength in my stomach isn't at all what it used to be. So I've got to do things slowly now rather than, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. I've got to build up to it. Yeah. And do you find, so the sort of exercise that you're doing now, is that, so I guess what's your motivation to kind of do it? I mean, I can tell that obviously you've got a, you know, maybe a different relationship with your body and your that's great you know you're listening to your body and you know start going in slowly but is do you find that your motivation to exercise is different now having been through what you've been through there's always a constant worry isn't the right word I don't think but there's always the thought that exercise and the endorphins and the strain it puts on your bones to make them stronger blah 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 it's always in the back of my head so I always feel now that it's necessary to um, do some form of exercise whether that be with the swimming which is great isn't it for cold water swimming and or I walk a lot with my friends you know, I don't, the running would be great and I'd love to get back to running. I think I've been saying that for a long time, haven't I? But um, we still do a lot of walking. I'm very conscious that, yeah, the it now is a necessity, I think, to to make sure that my body still can move. Yeah, so it's kind of like you've got that feeling of, 
yeah, you have to do it. Yes, yeah. I have to say, knowing one of your other new amazing healthy habits of your cold water swimming on a Sunday, it from the outside looking in, it does seem to be a lot more than just kind of, oh, I better go and do some exercise. There's a lot of prongs to that cold water swimming. I'd like to say I'm a cold water swimmer. We more sort of bob than swim. We watch people, you know, right out with their little orange floats dragging behind them, doing proper serious swimming. And for us, it's kind of a lot of squealing about the freezing cold water and and we stay in for as long as our bodies can take it before we go out. And then, of course, it's the whole having your friends there which who have been absolutely invaluable in the last couple of years um we're all sounding boards for each other and we sit in and have coffee and afterwards and sort of chat to each other and discuss what we've done in the week and all that kind of stuff so it's really it's seriously important and that's what gets me up at 6 30 on a sunday morning every week to go down and do it um is that we all do it together, I think. Yeah, and the cold water is amazing. I mean, it's horrendous when you first get in, but when you've been in there for, you know, about five or six minutes, your body gets used to it, and it's just so exhilarating. I love it. So when you're actually in it, do you actually like being in the freezing cold water? Yes, love it. And actually, as the year's gone on, um, in the summer, it's lovely because the water's clear and you can go in for ages and have a lovely swim. And But you, we've all found ourselves craving colder water because in January and February, we've gone down to four degrees, which is freezing. And you've got to have kind of gloves and, and you know, proper insulated boots on because it's your extremities that get really cold and that really hurts. But when you come out and your body is on fire and you're completely like a lobster pink, the feeling is just amazing. You are sounding like a really good ad. (laughs) (laughs) Or a completely (laughs) lunatic, one or the other. (laughs) Um, And so just thinking about how, because, I mean, I I guess I'm just speaking personally, but it, you know, to me, it is quite elite to, yeah, get yourself out of bed really early on a Sunday morning. Oh, I know I'm going to get in some freezing cold water. I mean, was was it a, was it one of you that kind of organised it and said, right, I really want to do this and you all just joined in? Or how did that happen? I have to say I'm a bit guilty. I think that was actually me that said that. I've always wanted to do it. It was always supposed to be really good for your immune system, clarity and, you know, and and it was just one of those things that I thought, well, it's another thing you can just do yourself. You don't have to go anywhere specific, you know, any gym or anything like that. It's really good for your body. And I think I had a conversation with Tamsin and my friend Nicola, who travels down from Lewis. She meets us in Hove. Um, She comes from Lewis. And we all just said, actually, do you know what? Let's just give it a try once. And and that was it, really. So Saturday night, we all send each other a text message. Who's up for tomorrow? Who's driving? And and that's that. And off we go. That is really good. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, that's supportive friends. But I imagine now that everyone must get different things out of it. 
Well, I think we all, I think that's what makes our little group so strong is that it's just six of us. I mean, you see lots of groups going down there on a Sunday morning, but for us, it's just the six of us that commit to it every week. We have people that join us now and then. We all really have got to this place where we are each other's support network. So I think for all of us, we all feel the same about that, regardless of anything else about the swimming. And it's just that we are properly each other's support network. And we all know that we can talk to each other about anything. And uh, and Sunday morning is that time to just, you know, kids are still at home um, and it's just a couple of hours with girlfriends every week to sort of talk about last week and this week coming up and stuff. So I think that's a joint thing, but um, everybody loves the cold water therapy. Everybody, yeah. Quite often when I talk to people, they, you know, different types of exercise can come on at, you know, different times in your life. And, you know, it it seems such a sort of like friendship-based thing. And I guess, you know, a few years ago, you probably would have just maybe met up in the pub or gone out for yeah. drinks. <laughs> So how, like, how does that feel, kind of taking that social thing to actually, actually something sort of healthy and exercise? Do you think it's like an age thing or? Oh, it's definitely an age thing. I've been talking to Claire about this today because we were shopping for things to to wear on a Saturday night and we were just laughing that it's just, you know, your Christmas party used to be a case of, oh, I've got to go and get a new outfit. And, it, you know, it's all, all about getting ready and looking fantastic. And now it's a bit of a pain, whereas I'd be out, I'd rather be out buying myself a, a pair of warm boots to wear on the beach on a Sunday morning or something. You know, it's definitely you, the, it cha- you change as you get older, I think. And it's more, oh God, I'm sounding old, that you want to be able to hear your friends when you have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's more that you want more of a valuable experience I think rather than and maybe we're all a bit older and our livers can't take going out and getting drunk every weekend anymore <laughs> that is that is really interesting what you're saying yeah just in terms of like a valuable experience so Tammy you mentioned about getting ready to go out just as a quick aside I know that you are designing some of your own undergarments at the moment aren't you and I'm dying to find out if you're actually going to do a swimming costume because that would fit in really well um but yeah tell me about that for a sec um so in the last year beginning of beginning of this year um I decided to finally after nine years of not being able to find any comfortable underwear for a post-surgery um option which wasn't really old and beige and disgusting, I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a go at designing my own. So um, it's been a long process, a still ongoing process. We're now at sample two stage, Um, just agreed to have them made, Um, websites being built. What will happen will be, well, the, the tagline of it is that it's still sexy after surgery, it will be for people who have had surgery and haven't had surgery. It will have a pocket for you to put in a prosthetic if you need to have one. But what we're doing is making it 
so like bright colors and bright linings so that you don't necessarily have to be a boring beige mastectomy bra but there's the option for a prosthetic if you need it obviously the progression from that would be the next part of it would be swimwear it just definitely that's the natural sort of progression i think um mm. so far the feedback has been really good oh that is brilliant so yeah so hopefully uh once we've launched we've got all photo shoots and stuff to do but once we've launched and um if it's going down well then it will be designed and made to be a similar fit in a swimsuit and bikini yeah well I but that's wait a little to... way down the line yeah and well it's always a little bit you know it's just one step at a time isn't it but yeah I would be so interested to hear about that um and put them all over this podcast um now <laughs> talking about um of, we've talked about your swimming I just think it's lovely actually isn't it because your history was in swimming with your mom and then you just really you've just really naturally just found yourself drawn towards swimming and all that lovely friendship and it just sounds so wonderful and that whole like womanhood vibe so now let's have a chat about your boxing oh my goodness me I don't know what possessed uh, I don't know what possessed us to do this so my friend Claire and I two middle-aged ladies decided that we wanted to take up boxing but not a girly boxer size boxing we wanted to properly fight like properly train not fight because I don't think they'd put two middle-aged ladies in a ring, but properly train. So we have gone and joined a boxing gym, and they have been so amazing. So we're the only two women, and it's a full-on sweaty men's boxing training session every week, and they are so welcoming. They don't treat us any differently. You know, we get shouted at from the other side of the room if our hands aren't up where they're supposed to be. And Sean and Andy are the two guys that run it, and they are amazing. We'll have to put a link to their to their club because um, I can't recommend them highly enough. Although slightly, you know, we don't want to recommend it too much because Claire and I like being the only two women in there. We don't want to make it too girly. I think if it was too girly, we wouldn't want to go anymore. But all the lads that train there are all really friendly. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys who are properly professionally fighting and they 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 sort of step in and help us out if we're doing it wrong. And we're nowhere near as strong as the, you know, anywhere near as strong as any of them. But it's so enjoyable. And my goodness me, it's a workout. It really is. But, yeah, we're addicted, completely addicted. And is that what you get out of it, like the physicality of the actual sort of workout itself? Or like, is it the release of actually just like hitting stuff? Well, Claire and I only hit each other. So, <laughs> oh, <fine>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't get to we don't fight with any of the lads. It's just uh, and it's pads and gloves. So we're not actually hitting physically hitting each other. Um, we'd be a bit pathetic at that, I think. It is. The full-on workout, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's exhausting but exhilarating and it goes so quickly. 
Uh, I mean, some of the exercises at the end, they kind of go round and everyone has to pick an exercise. And my goodness, some of the, the exercises that the boys can do, I'm like, no, <laughs> I just can't do that. <laughs> but um, the actual boxing is exhausting, but it's amazing. I love every minute of it. That is interesting. Like when I, it sounds like the way you're talking about it, it sounds almost like when I'm talking to some of my patients, I just are really absorbed in the exercise that they're doing. And, you know, you're just in that moment for the whole time that you're doing it. I mean, having to concentrate so much on all the moves that they're asking you, you know, to do and stuff and get it right. Um, you know, it just flies by, flies by. But and then, yeah, the last 10 minutes, you're just absolutely shattered, but desperate to go back the next week. I mean, again, it's not going to be up everyone's street, is it? But no. <laughs> sounds so similar, like patients that I've sort of recommended you like swoove, you know, where you're like dancing and singing at the same time, because I just get that feeling that, yeah, they could just do with like a proper switch off and like that. That is so beneficial, isn't it, just for your mental health as well oh, as think, your Yeah, when I, when I had, um, you know, was just coming out of having surgery for my breast cancer, trying to get moving again, my brother-in-law at the time runs uh, Tai Chi classes. So I thought it's gentle. My mother-in-law said she'd come with me. It's gentle. And I thought it would be a really good switch off for my brain because at the time I was in full on freak out mode about thinking I was going to die. And it was awful, an awful time. And it was. We used to go to Tai Chi and you have to concentrate so much with Tai Chi about balance and position that for a whole hour a week, I didn't even think about it. And I loved that, that it switched my brain off from that constant underlying panic of what was happening to me at the time. So I think exercise is really, really good for that, isn't it? I mean, running as well, when I used to do the running, it just clears your head. It really does. There's no better way to do it, I don't think, than getting outside, getting into fresh air. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, well, yeah, certainly fresh air as well. Like the research is like just so strong isn't it for that link between yeah mental health and physical exercise but of course you know I see that d day in day out not only the kind of you know like muscle building as you mentioned the importance of strengthening bones and and that kind of thing but just the overall health of the tissues and also just the relaxing actually which you wouldn't necessarily expect but mm. I see it a lot in you know shoulders and necks people who actually it's kind of doing regular exercise everything just kind of lets go a little bit mm. yeah it definitely does and it, you know it's, it's sort of the endorphins that you get released from exercise and just just exercise I mean I think people put especially the younger generation now put so much on killing themselves when they go to exercise and pushing themselves really really hard but you know there's so much evidence that just raising your heart rate and getting yourself out of breath for 20 minutes a day it is so beneficial to your health 
And you can do that by walking up a hill, you don't, or, you know, walking up the stairs or something, you know, if you don't have to go to a gym and kill yourself to be able to keep healthy. I just totally agree with that. Tammy, before we finish, if, you know, there's anyone listening to the podcast who has maybe been on a sort of similar health journey to you or um, is kind of, yeah, you know, a similar age, sort of late 40s and thinking about... That's fine, late 40s. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Around that age. (laughs) Um, And they're thinking about, you know, should they exercise, shouldn't they? What should they do? Or maybe they've had a bit of trouble actually doing it. What advice would you give them? I think it would definitely be, if if you've been through a similar journey to me, is just don't kill yourself take it slowly when you're doing a class you know pilates and yoga are so beneficial but don't think that you can do that extra move and push it if it hurts it's not a good thing to do it when it hurts because you're pushing yourself because then you won't be able to go next week because you will have hurt yourself right so and i just think a little bit, little and often, raise your heart rate. And, and that's basically the best place to start. If you want to continue and, you know, do proper full-on gym exercise, just start slowly. Something is always better than nothing. That is brilliant advice. Tammy, I just say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome. It's lovely to talk to you. Yeah, we did it. Oh, done. that's amazing. Oh, that was so good. It was like a game of two halves, wasn't it? <laughs> good I've never talked to you about your boxing before it's like oh it's so but I probably just try and pretend you don't do it really don't (laughs) I know it's because it's not I mean the exercises they do at the end so if you would be like what are you doing woman (laughs) 